This is High Dime Anxiety Podcast. Welcome to the space devoted to speaking your mind about the times, from what's relevant in the now and way back when. Join me with guests to expect a frequency like no other. Are you ready? Because I am. It's Jada Diamond. All right, get in. Get in here. Get out there. Come on, you guys. It's my first live. Come on in. Come on in. I'm so excited. All right, y'all. I had to cut that off a little bit. It's copyright music, but I mean, it's copyright free, but still. All right, get on in, get on in. I'm going to let you all come in and get settled before we start on our topics. How y'all doing tonight? Don't forget to leave a like. Don't forget to share the live. Hey, girl. (laughs) My girl. Come on, Erica. What's up, boo? I've been seeing you. I've been seeing how cute you are. On a ticky, on a ticky talk. You got to keep it going. You got to keep it going because you natural and beautiful. And the more you post, you already know, the more people going to come. But I be seeing you, girl. I be like, look at my girl. <laughs> you staying warm in this weather? You keeping it cute in the snow? I'm not expecting that many people yet. <laughs> no, I'm not going to stop. Every time I see you, I'll be like, like, like. And then when I'm on the uh, when I'm on the For You page and you pop up, I'll be like, let me go on here and see what they ain't showing me. Like, 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 like. You know me. I ain't no hater. I'm a congratulator. <laughs> Yes, and I love I thank you. I just be doing me, girl. I don't really understand TikTok. So when I was like, okay, what I was trying to do first, it was working, but it wasn't working because you know the stuff I like to talk about be causing people to get their pennies in a bunch. And so what I learned about TikTok is if you don't want that type of attention, you can't post that type of stuff because they're gonna push, they're gonna push that content that's like about when you want with a lot of commentary on it. And I'm like, shit, I don't know if I'm ready for all these people, all these negative people to start coming to me. So I had to, I had to pump the brakes a little bit on it. And I'm like, hold up. Mm-mm. So I'd rather come bring all of this stuff to YouTube and just post fun little stuff over there on TikTok. But girl, yes, I think I'm gonna go ahead and get started because I'm really expecting the playback to get the most views. Don't forget to like the live and we're just gonna jump into it. Okay, so. If you're a Mythian, you know we snowed in right now. So I just started thinking, and I'm like, I be going live and I be going and I be reading on my booktube channel. So now let me come over here and go live and talk about some stuff that I be really want to talk about. So let's get straight on into it. I want to first discuss the fact that, and this is not a laughing matter. I'm just really excited, but I, I'm not trying to laugh. So let me get myself together. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so Big Juke 
Big Juke, Yo Gotti's big brother, was um, um, unfortunately murdered, um, I think Saturday or Sunday. And I wanted to have, I wanted to talk about it for a little hot second. I just was on the phone with my mama and we were talking about it. And I feel like because I'm from Memphis, I can speak on this. I mean, everybody can speak on it, but we kind of know a little bit more about what's going on, you know. We keep our ears to the streets a little bit, or I know I do. I might not seem like I do, but I do. My mama is from the streets. My mama got a little bit of know-how, a little bit of wherewithal on this situation. So I wanted to like just kind of bring a little attention to it on my channel and express myself. So we're going to first go into the um, the video. I just want to do a video clip from my favorite news channel, Fox Channel 13. And um, we're going to do that first. And then I'm gonna come back with what I want to talk about. So hold on, because I got so many tabs. Oh my God. Hold on, cancel. Is this the one? That's the one. So let's go back. I'm still learning this whole little StreamYard situation that I got. Okay, share my screen. YouTube. YouTube. Here we go. We're gonna go here. And I want to play this. We have new details tonight as we continue to investigate the Let murder me know if of can hear it. Young Dolph. Of course, he was gunned down almost a year ago at Makita's Cookies. And tonight we're finding out more about now the third suspect arrested in this case, Hernandez Govan. Fox 13's Dominique Dillonich joining us in our newsroom yeah. tonight. Dominique, yeah. Govan's daughter, she was also a rapper, but she... Hold on, hold on. This is this is a part of my breakdown. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me stop sharing my screen. That's a part of the breakdown because I wanted to tie the two together. So wait a minute. We're going to go back. Let me just go back real quick. Okay. Hold on. This is what I wanted to show. Am I sharing my screen still? Because I'm not supposed to be sharing my screen still. Okay. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. I'm still learning. Okay. You want to know what? Mm-mm, it's not going to work. Okay. Here we go. I got to do some reading because they have not been able. The news hasn't been able to like do a real story because we got snowed in. So I have the article here that I want to read from the commercial appeal. So let me pull it up. I like to read anyway. So here it goes. And I'm going to read it. Let me check myself. Okay, so here it goes. Commercial Appeal. Shouts out to the commercialappeal.com. Yo Gotti's brother, Big Juke, shot and killed in Memphis. Here's everything we know. So, of course, here's the car. Unmarked, all white, tinted windows, professionally done. Okay, let's just go ahead and keep it a book. All right. 
Memphis rapper Yo Gotti's brother, Anthony Big Juke Mims, was killed in a shooting Saturday. Memphis Police Department confirmed Sunday. According to an MPD Facebook post, an official, I'm sorry, an officer was in the area of 6385 Winchester Road around 4.15 p.m. Saturday when he heard multiple gunshots. The officer went to the location and found two victims with multiple gunshot wounds, both of whom were transported to the hospital. Mims, 47, was identified as the victim of or was identified as the victim who was pronounced deceased at the hospital. The second male victim was in stable condition, Sunday police said. During a press conference Saturday evening, Deputy Chief Paul Wright said police were analyzing video but did not have a suspect identified at the time. Of course, they're not going to have a suspect. This is professionally done. Okay, let's just keep it real cute. All right. So he said it was also not clear if there were multiple shooters. It didn't take multiple shooters. We do feel like the individual that was shot was possibly targeted by the suspect. Wright said. Moving on. He said the two men were the two men who were shot had been attending a repast following a funeral service. On Sunday, police said a witness on the scene said suspects in a white SUV were responsible for the shooting. The vehicle is a white Ford Explorer with black wheels and dark tinted windows and images of it were captured on surveillance video. No arrests have been made. Ain't no arrests gonna be made. No arrests have been made and the investigation is ongoing. Let me tell you something. If you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And that's just on point blank period. Okay. So here is why I had the other video up. So we're going to go back to the other video so I can tie this together so we can move on. Because I don't really plan on reporting on reporting on negativity, but I just found I just find this very, very interesting. So let's go ahead and share my screen. We're going to go back to the video. We're taking it back now to Young Dolph's uh, murder. Okay. Where is my video at? Uh, Lord have mercy. Help me. I have so many tabs open. Breaking? No. No. Here we go. We have new details tonight as we continue to investigate the murder of rapper Young Dolph. Of course, he was gunned down almost a year ago at Makita's Cookies. And tonight, we're finding out more about now the third suspect arrested in this case, Hernandez Govan. Fox 13's Dominique Dillon is joining us in our newsroom tonight. Dominique, Govan's daughter, she was also a rapper, but she was killed in Houston in September. Okay. Yeah, she went by a lot of cash, Desto, but her real name Destiny Govan. Houston police say the 25-year-old was shot and killed in Houston September 24th, early that. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to bring this into play, let me stop sharing my screen again. Okay, so it was so many, around the time that Young Dolph got murdered, so many other instances of other people getting murdered that were in connection to the murder of Young Dolph. And everyone, the the whis- there are whisperings, there are whisperings, and in the streets, people are talking and saying that Gotti and his camp has something to do with Young Dolph being murdered. I just want to say I'm from East Memphis. I'm not in the streets. I don't, I don't, I don't hang out with people in the streets. I don't hang out with anybody from South Memphis. My mama from South Memphis. But you know what I mean? I don't hang out with anybody from South Memphis or North Memphis from any of those Memphises. Okay. I just listen to what is going on. And I just want to say if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. I don't know. Like, like the article said, there are no suspects. 
So I don't know. All I'm saying is this all has got to be linked to one another. Everything happens for a reason. And I'm just saying some mistakes have happened. And now look, another one of our Memphians have been slain. When are we going to stop the violence? Okay. I just want to say that. When are we going to stop the violence? But if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. It's like my fourth time saying it. God do not like ugly and karma is real. I think that this is the, people are saying that this is the year of karmic release, release or relief. One or the other, don't quote me, but this is like that year, all is going to be exposed. And so look at this, like just look at it for what it is. And, and we're going to move on now. Okay. And we're going to move on now. All right. So the next thing that I wanted to go into as I'm done talking about this stuff, and also, no, I'm done because I'm getting eerie just talking about it. I had a couple more nuances to this whole situation, but you know, we're going to just let it go. We're going to just let it go. Just stay out the streets, okay? Um. All right, so the next thing I wanted to get into, let's talk about, okay, here we go. All right, so Dan Pam says, my sources said he in the streets and gambling on people. All right, so uh, we have another person in the chat speaking on the whole incident of Big Jew getting murdered. And apparently he's been in the streets and he owed a lot of people. So this has nothing to do with or is related to the murder of Young Dolph. I personally feel in my heart of hearts and in my mind that your sources are wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, it's a my it's a coin. Come on now. Like, come on now. Come on. I can believe that. I can believe that. But you know who else got murdered? Remember, this is for my Memphis only, but remember when Lorenz and Wright was murdered? What was they saying at first? What was they saying at first? That he was in the streets and he had a lot of debtors and he was murdered by people that he owed. Come to find out who murdered this man. Come on, say it with me. His wife, okay? His baby mama. My source is still connected. <laughs> All right. So we're we going we gonna to wait till everything unfold. And of course, I will be keeping a close eye on this situation. But just think about what they said about Lorenz and Wright. They said that he, he owed people the whole time. His wife was behind it. She wanted the money. She was money hungry. Okay. So y'all. Let's talk about this Negro right here for a second, okay? Let's go ahead and talk about us some Jonathan Majors. I just want to pull up a clip really quick. Let's watch it. Why did you decide you wanted to talk now? I felt like it was time. Something about sitting here right now and, and, and looking at you and understanding the gravity of the situation, a situation that I, in many ways, you know, put myself in. <laughs> He was one of the most promising actors of his generation. Today, a verdict in the case of Jonathan Majors. Now Jonathan Majors has been convicted of a misdemeanor assault and harassing his ex-girlfriend in a stunning trial that brought his soaring career to a screeching halt. There were four charges. First of all, I just want to say this is one of the funniest looking men I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Can't say nothing though, because I was in a relationship with one. All right, let's go back. The jury convicted you of two of them. Mm -hmm. Your reaction to that verdict? Shock. Hmm. 
I was uh, I was absolutely shocked. I know I did not, you know. Funniest looking man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Girl, okay. Bear in mind that this is an actor. Okay, all of these facial expressions that he has, all this strong jaw and stuff, he is acting, okay? He is acting. Place my hands and strike that woman, you know? It never happened. And where the tears coming from? You already crying? You already crying. And then this is a sociopath. This fool said he did not place his hands on her. He did not strike her. And he said it never happened. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. Last March, he was celebrating back-to-back -back box office hits, Creed 3. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. I am king! By his side, his girlfriend, Grace Jabari, the dancer he'd met on the set of Ant-Man in 2021. I love Grace. Our relationship was, it was not healthy, you know, and that began to reveal itself over time. Consider that New Year's... Let me tell y'all something. We're going to go back to... Hold on. We're going to go back to the video. We're going to go back to... I have so much that I want to say right now. <laughs> Woo! This man... Who... Okay, damn Pam is going to town. Okay, rewind. Uh, Mark told me his wife set up, set him up. I never said that I knew it was her. Okay, we're... This is, this is back to my comment about... Um, the Lorenzen Wright situation. Yeah, but we. Ju I'm just saying later on in court, we found out that she set him up. Um, Jonathan Dunn, but Megan is is dumber. I agree. I agree. Let's go back to it. Okay. So, damn, I lost my, th I lost my train of thought. Hold on. Let's go back to the video. Wait a minute. Let's go back to the video. Okay. Hold on, yeah. Resolutions are not the answer Okay. Just weeks after the Creed 3 premiere, in the early morning hours of March 25th, Majors and Jabari got into an altercation in New York City that has haunted his public image. Both say the fight began with a flirtatious text message that appeared on Majors' phone from another woman while the couple was riding home from dinner and this chauffeured Escalade. Jabari told the jury she saw a message pop up on his phone that said, oh, how I wish I was kissing you. So let's go back to March 25th for a moment. She sees a text from another woman. Things seem to spiral from there. What happened next? Yeah, the text from another woman. Um, the, the, the issue in the car would not have happened had I been brave and ended the relationship. I cop to it. I show her, right? It's in my hand. She grabs it. We scuffle for the phone. Jabari testified she grabbed the phone, and then I felt a heavy thud on top of me. Yeah, because he knocked her ass out. He knocked her out. He knocked her out. What I knew to be the weight of him on top of me and him trying to pry the phone out of my fingers. Now, I will say you should have never took the phone, Grace. In the criminal complaint, she alleged Major struck her in the face with an open hand causing substantial pain and a laceration behind her ear. And this fool said he never struck her. He never hit her. It never happened. Majors grabbed her hand, causing swelling, bruising, and substantial pain to her finger. And that he... You know what? I don't even want to watch the rest of this. You know? 
I don't even want to watch the rest of this. I just wanted to give a little bit of context before I came on with my initial thoughts and feelings about this man. So, okay, first of all, I do want to acknowledge that Grace Jabari is of the uh, Caucasian descent. And that is what Jonathan Major's preference is. Okay, let's just call a thing a thing. And I really wanted to discuss Jonathan Major's and the aspect of him calling or telling her that she needed to be a little bit more like Michelle Obama and Coretta Scott King. Okay, that's really why I wanted to talk about him. I want everyone to know that Jonathan Majors is completely out of touch with reality and he has no clue about what it is to be in the black community and in the black culture. All he knows is that he looks like one of like the blackest black men I've ever seen in my life. That's his only true connection to the black community. Because if he had a real connection to the black community, he would have known that he could never say that you need to be more like Coretta Scott King. From this day forward, from that day forward, it made me look at MLK Day completely different. And it's mighty funny and mighty strange. All of this is coming out around the time of MLK Day. Rest in peace to that man. I love that man. But I just want to say that he don't have no connection to the black community. And I think everyone needs to really pay attention to his mannerisms and the way that, well, we don't, guess what? We don't even have to pay attention anymore because he is out of here. What did Cat Williams say? He is out of here. Nobody cares anymore. He is gone. After this interview, he probably never get a job again. He probably will never even work in a movie, even on Tubi. Let, if we could just keep it real. But how I like to put it is, he never was in connection or in close proximity to the black community. And that's why he felt like it was okay to say those things about her. And you know what I mean? Talk about her in the way of being Coretta Scott and Michelle Obama. And then to piggyback off of Megan Good being his like his rib now, and he's making the same comment now to continue to make that parallel between the two people. It's insane to me. That's how you know he is a narcissist and he is a sociopath because he's still not understanding how wrong he is in the moment. And this brings me back to the whole situation with, um, I hate to bring it up, but Megan Thee Stallion and uh, Tory Lanez. If you just would have been honest and upfront and admitted your wrongdoings, I think it would have been less of an issue. Basically, I don't feel I feel like if he would have came clean sooner, it would be less of a problem or if he would have paid up or something of that nature. I don't think he would be in as much trouble. So let's look at the comments here. My um, damn Pam says. Uh, here at one point, we all try to look past people. <laughs> at one point, we all try to look past people's looks, but it doesn't <laughs> Does that speak to the comment of him being funny looking? Where is Jonathan from? You know what? Let's look that up. Let's look that up. I don't mind looking it up. Let's see where is he from. Share my screen. Google. Let's see where he from. Oh, it makes so much sense. Have you guys ever heard of Lompoc, Lompoc, California? Lompoc is a city in Santa Barbara, California. Santa Barbara County, California, located on the central coast. Lompoc has a population of 43,834 as of July 2021. 
Lompoc has been inhabited for thousands of years by the Chumash people who called the area Lompapo or Lompape or whatever you say, meaning in the cheeks, in the local. Okay, I'm done with all of that. But you see where you're from? Do you see that? This proves my point even further. This man has no connection to the black community or culture. None whatsoever. He ain't got it. Okay. Here. Oh. Yes. See, mom. See, I, I keep trying to see damn ham. Yes. Sure. All right. And so look, okay, we good on where he's from. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's my that's my stuff I want to talk about with Jonathan Majors. Now, now let's move on. Now, this is something that I think it this is gonna be for everybody right here. And this is what I'm gonna do. I'm going to knock them off as I talk about them. I'm knocking them off. Now let's do a run through. Put a like or give me a thumbs up in the chat if you watch the real housewives of Potomac. Give me a give me a yes, I watch. Give me a I watch the real housewives of Potomac. Cause I'm gonna say let me tell you something. I don't, but I've seen enough commentary on these to know that I didn't want to watch it. Now I watched the first season all the way through. So I know the ladies, I know their personalities, I know what's going on. But all of my other hold on, which one am I looking for now? All of the other things that I know about the um all the other things that I know about these ladies is comes from sound bites and stuff on the internet. It's a, a lot of stuff you don't even have to watch. You know what I mean? You don't even have to you don't even have to be a part of it to get the gist of what's going on. So Let's talk about Essence Magazine. This came out, I think, today. Hold on. I really want to say this came out today. When this came on my radar, I was like, oh, I got to talk about this on my live because this is very informative. And this is, uh, to me, a deeper dive into what I've already recognized and noticed about these ladies on The Real Housewives of Potomac, which is on the Bravo Network. I already knew this, but someone was able to put it into perspective in such a better way than me. So we're going to go through and break down the article together. All right. So here, breaking the fourth wall, Real Housewives of Potomac. Let's get a reaction. Okay, though the inclusion, let's look up what inclusion means. Hold on, I know what inclusion means, but let's get let's look it up so everybody else can understand. Inclusion, noun, the action or state of including or of being included within a group of, or structure. Though the inclusion of, I think her name is Neca. Yeah, it's Neca. Though the inclusion of NECA might be seen as a positive step towards representation of darker skinned black women on screen, the conflict between Ahim and Osefo highlights a more profound issue. Let's look at the picture of these beautiful women. Okay, beautiful women. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Let's talk about it, mama. Let's talk about what's going on. All right, so this article is, yep, it came out. Okay, I'm wrong. It came out on the 12th. It just came on my radar today. So this article is by Shelby Stewart. It was updated January 12, 2024, Essence Magazine, by the way. A well-known, highly public publication that is bought by 
women of color. I'm sure other races read it, but it's primarily for us. All right. So among the Real Housewives franchise, Potomac gained its claim to fame through its two matriarchal anchors, Karen Huger and Giselle Bryant. While like many of its counterparts, Potomac is recognized for depicting the lifestyles and interpersonal dynamics of women. RHOP has become somewhat lackluster in offering a compelling glimpse into the lives of the ladies of Potomac, Maryland. However, beneath the surface lies a deeper issue. Let's talk about the first paragraph here. Okay, Shelby went in. Lackluster is very nice compared to what it actually is that Potomac has going on. Lackluster, lackluster. Let's talk, let's look at what let's look up what lackluster means because she's being real, real nice, nasty right now. Why is it not one to tell us what lackluster is? All right, so lacking in vitality, force, or conviction, uninspired. I could I could have never said it better myself because I love the Real Housewives franchise, mainly Beverly Hills and Atlanta. Let's keep it moving. Now, in its eighth season, that's a lot of seasons for a lackluster show. That's a lot of seasons. Now, in its eighth season, the show has mostly stayed with the same cast, right? With a scattering or replacement, with a scattering of replacements and additions with Monique Samuels joining the season two, Candace Diller Bassett, who joined in season three, Dr. Wendy Osefo in season five, and Mia Thornton, Mia Liar Thornton in season six. Outside of some of the newly minted friends and housewives, the show's anchors have mostly remained the same. Huger Bryant, Robin Dixon, Teresa Jackson Jordan, now a friend of the show, Ashley Darby and Katie Rost, who who was fired after season one and brought back for season four. Look at these beautiful ladies again. I'm going to keep reading before I get to the to the main part of the show. OK, Dan Pam said I blame producers in the fact that they allow Giselle light skinned Bryant a word to do nothing. I agree. All right. The franchise has been on a sharp decline for some time now, mostly due to the uninspiring storylines of most of its cast. That's true. Now, when I tell you something, every the, the main thing that everyone says about the Real Housewives of Potomac is that they act broke and they act poor. So when you think about the Real Housewives of Potomac, this is not to shame people without money. But guess what? We're not on TV. I'm not showing my lifestyle. And when I when you think of the Real Housewives franchise, you think of this lavish life. These women that don't have real jobs, beautiful homes, makeup, shoes, handbags, brunching for no reason, vacationing for nothing. When I think of the Housewives franchise and I tune in to watch, that's what I want to see. Something to aspire to, something to look forward to, something that makes me feel otherworldly. The reason why I read books is for my entertainment purposes to escape. When I tuned into the Real Housewives of Potomac, there was no sense of escapism. It was more or less like after a couple of promotions, I'm going to be just like them. That's truly how I feel. After a couple of promotions, you know what I'm saying? And I get remarried. I'm going to be just like y'all. And there's nothing to freaking watch on this show. Y'all really suck. Okay. And it speaks to a broader issue. Like 
sorry, not sorry, but light-skinned women have been promised things in life because of their looks and their, maybe some of them actually got really coarse hair, but because of their looks and some of them have really silky hair and of course the green-eyed bandit aspect of it all, they've been promised things um, based on how their outer appearance looks, but on the inside they have no depths. And I think that that's what the issue is with the show. Robin and Giselle are very boring. They don't have any type of personality and a whole show cannot be based on shade, the shade, the shade, the shade. You want to know what I did when I watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta? I used to laugh, 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 laugh. And everybody says it. I used to really kiki. That show was a kiki. The Real Housewives of Potomac is not. It's none of that. It really makes me feel sad or it made me feel sad watching it, seeing those clips and stuff. Watching it, the clips, how they treat um, um, Osefo, Wendy, how they treat Wendy, terrible, terrible. And now for a publication such as Essence to write an article about it means everyone sees it. Everyone feels it. Everyone knows how everybody else feels about the show. So let me keep on reading. Um, here, Potomac has a history of using a bait and switch tactic, deliberately provoking and isolating women with the group, only to subsequently label these women as aggressive. What do they say about black dark skinned women? They call us aggressive. It first reared its head in season five when the green eyed bandits, Brian and Dixon, led a crusade um, against Samuels, who Candace, I think, right, who physically attacked Dillard Bassett and drummed up rumors about Samuels and her family. And every single time these ladies had an issue with the more caramel or darker skinned women, I'm going to tell y'all something. It's because those darker skinned women always had it going on. Every single last one of them either had a husband with a lot of money. They was the ones making the money. They had several homes, vacation homes. They could drop whatever they're doing at, at any moment and go vacation. They really had it going on. And that's to, that's, that's to speak to what's going on right now in this day and age. I go through it and I can only imagine how many other people go through it. When you are of a more caramel skin darker skin tone you are really to me more beautiful i hate to like pit the two women against each other but you have more vibrancy um men don't want to act like it but they they can't help but but give you the give you the eye in a sense or like really like brush up on you and they think that they're being secretive but everybody notices it and you have personality and you have style and you have all the things that these these green eyed bandits have that's what i think dr wendy Candace and any other dark skinned woman came on Potomac. They had it going on. And robbing them, you know what was wrong with Robin the whole time since everything came out about her husband or her fiance. And you know what the issue is with Giselle? Somebody done told these women that they are pretty their whole entire life, which in their mind translated to, oh, I don't have to do nothing. And look at what not having to do anything got you. On a show where nobody likes you, y'all are boring. And guess what? Essence Magazine has picked up on it, wrote a whole article, and blasted y'all. I'm just saying. I'm going to stop here with that because I'm talking so much. I feel like I'm just talking so much. But when you think of it, that's why I don't watch the show anymore. And I'm so glad that somebody wrote about these folks like they don't put that they don't air out all the laundry that i think the producers thought that they didn't know people recognized then to come and bring on a woman of the same descent 
NECA, NECA is the same descent of Dr. Wendy. They are both the same type of African. And then there's another aspect to them that they relate to. Why are these women fighting and arguing on TV? Let me tell you something. I watch, um, what's her name that I be watching? And I'm just getting my life on this live. This is how lonely I've been. Y'all, I don't talk to nobody. And I'm just happy that I can run my mouth. And four people are consistently watching me. Thank you. But um, what, my, what does Dan Pam say? First, first Dan Pam says, I blame producers in the fact that they allow Giselle light-skinned Bryant to do nothing. Okay, I read that. I read that. They add darker women to pacify the public. I don't even think they added the darker women to pacify the public. I think they added the darker women so that there could be a dark-skinned, light-skinned dynamic and there could be reason for the argument because there is no way that nobody on the producer staff don't recognize the difference between how when a dark when a dark skinned woman walks into the room, light skinned women shrivel up. If you ever if you ain't never paid attention to that, the next time you go somewhere full of green eyed bandits and you're more of the darker complexion like myself, you watch and see how they act when you come up in their room. I used to have a light skinned friend. Mama, you remember my light skinned friend? I used to have a light skinned friend. And the funniest part about my light-skinned friend was her boyfriend did not like me in that way. He was not romantically, he was not romantically connected to me, but he admired me so much. And he used to talk about me so much to her. And she used to tell me what he would say. And I think it got to her so bad that we worked together. We were both educators together and we worked for the same district, the same system. And I used to talk so highly of her. And then when it was time for me to move on and find a different type of job, my one of my mentors was like, I thought you said you and such and such was friends. I said, We are, we're best friends. And she was like, Girl, when we was at a meeting, I couldn't tell. I said, I couldn't wait to get back to this school and tell you how she was talking about you. And I think it directly was in response to the fact that her own boyfriend turned fiance. He was obsessed with me, but not in a, like I said, sexual googly eye way. He just admired the way that I looked. He liked my style, he liked how different I was, and he wasn't afraid to say that. And she was red bone, light skin. Like she was light skin, light skin. It had a very beautiful face. My mama know who I'm talking about. She was light skin. She was like the color of my hand. And if she watching, she know who I'm talking about too. He was obsessed with me. He hooked me up with my then husband. I'm being real specific tonight. <laughs> But yeah, they be like that. The light skinned girls be like that. And if I wish, I I mean, I wish we, I wish it wasn't that way. But people need to check their biases. That's the biggest issue. Don't nobody want to check the biases that they really have deep within inside of themselves, including dark skinned women. We don't want to. I don't have any, but we don't want to check our biases either, and we don't want to give chance and opportunity to others because of the way that we've been treated in our past. So that's something to think about and look at. And once again, I'm just glad. I'm just glad that Essence Magazine wrote about it. I am so happy about that. They need to change it up, just like Real Housewives of Atlanta is changing it up. They need to change it up because it's not working. The show is boring and it's honestly a disgrace. It's a disgrace to women, to sisterhood, to the black experience. Because at the end of the day, they still black. They're light skinned, but they're still black. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. All right, damn Pam. I love the I love that damn Pam is interacting with me. Right. Hell, my soft life better than right. You ain't lying. You ain't I'm y'all, damn Pam is my mama. Hey mama. Mama, right. 
her stop. She ain't lying. We don't even. My mama don't even live like a a, a, a exasperative lifestyle. If that's even a word, but she ain't lying. Her soft life is softer than their life. I don't tune into the Real Housewives to look at these women be like me. Sorry. And I live a good life. I'm single and I like my life. I have a wonderful job. I'm able to kick my feet up on a snow day and I'm probably going to be off work all week because of the profession that I've chose. And I look really good. And whenever I want to accept the date, I accept the date. And whenever I'm in a relationship, it's a good relationship to me. I look at them and I'm like, like I said, I'm a, I am a, a husband. And one promotion away from being just like these women on TV. And that's not what I tune into TV for. Moving on. Um, Here. They iced out Monique. I love Monique. I like Monique too. If Monique was there and a couple of other people who were like-minded like Monique, I would tune into the show. Then... Giselle, Giselle needs to talk about how her husband actions in their marriage sent her into an emotional breakdown. She needs to talk about her own life. And that's the biggest thing with those light skinned women. They are very private. They be real private. They don't want to share nothing unless it's the good. Them type of women I do not like. Them type of women that go to the nail salon and they get manicures, but they they don't get pedicures. They just get their toes painted. Them that's the type of women Robin and Giselle are. Nice, nasty. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to talk my shit. Okay. All right. So we're done with this. So I've been on the live for 41 minutes. I have one more topic to discuss. And then we are going to end the live. I have one more topic. I know y'all seen this Zanique and Izzy stuff. I know y'all done seen this. I know y'all done seen this. Okay. So... Let's go into this right here real quick, child. Let's go ahead into this. Hold on. I got two videos to show. What makes you think you the one? What makes you know that I was the one? What made you know that I was the one? Like, I want to marry her. I never thought I was the one. You never Okay, he tried to clear that up on the end, but then listen to what he said, and then I got one more video. He said it's not really good to change yourself for anybody. Okay, so y'all just watched that. Let me play this other part. They tried to clear it up. I come as humble as, as humble as possible. I'm not playing this whole three minutes, but listen to him trying to clear up what he just said. 
First of all, now let me stop sharing. Let's talk about that real quick. Okay. So let's hold on. Let's look at what damn Pam had to say first. So damn Pam said, Tiny daughter is slow. <laughs> damn Pam said, Tiny daughter is slow. Uh, you can tell her elevator is. <laughs> You can tell her elevator is stuck between between floor. <laughs> okay. Okay. So with that comment, with that comment, hold on. King Swiss said pretty good just tuning in. Well, thank you for tuning in. This is gonna be my last thing, and then I'm actually gonna get off the live. But thank you for coming in. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to like. Glad you're here. Okay. So if you don't know anything, the video that I just showed you guys was of Zanique. Zanique is Tiny's daughter, T.I.'s stepdaughter. I want to say she's like 26, 27 years old. And that is her baby daddy. His name is Izzy. He is a rapper, I think, out of Detroit. And so basically, he just embarrassed her if, to me, to me. Let me tell you something. I'm not above speaking on being embarrassed by a man. If you allow a man to embarrass you, sweetheart, he will. We have all been there, done it, and ex and, ex and felt like we were above it until they actually have the audacity to do it. So the biggest issue with that video is that I think that Zanique caught him off guard, and in turn, he was going to catch her off guard. He's kind of one of those... I'm going to teach you a lesson, ass niggas. Like, that's the vibe I got. Let me teach you a lesson. Since you want to record me and act and say this, let me just tell the world that I ain't never planned on marrying you in the first place. Then he goes on to say that if we didn't have a baby, I wouldn't be with you right now because of your attitude. That's fair to say. To be, to be quite honest, that's fair to say, but I think that she probably should have prepped him for these questions because I still feel like he was embarrassing her at the end of the day. And at the end of it all, to me, when you look at the context of it and look at other videos that they've made, Zanique would press the issue with them. Like, as a woman, you don't press no issue with no man at all. You don't take him out. You don't call him. You don't overtext him. These are all things that I had to learn for myself. And when I learned them, game changer game changer but then you have to look at it from a from the perspective of look at her parents like look at her mama and daddy like come on like i this is to me my world has been rocked as a millennial because in the 90s like i said in a video before i used to idolize rappers singers anybody black that was doing that songwriters actors dancers because i wanted to do that type of stuff you know i went to a performing arts middle school i still like to sing y'all see me now trying to do youtube clearly i'm trying to live out some type of fantasy some type of idea of what i think i want to do with myself so that's how you know i was highly and heavily influenced by those people but to know that these folks was out here doing the things that they have been accused of doing on top of other people that are in jail now for that type of stuff y'all know what i'm talking about so look at her parents and then I watched a video. Side note. Thank you. Y'all, my sister is here. Turn up, Kia. <laughs> Turn up, Kia. I love the support. My mom is here. My sister is here. Erica is here. We vibing out tonight. So anyway, back to it. 
her her parents are the prime example as to why she is doing this and, and acting like this and behaving this way. And I feel like she took the cheap route too in the type of man that she decided to be with. And I think I'm allowed to say that because I've made so many mistakes in my life. I know I know what these women are going through because I have been through it. And I feel like I can speak on it. So let's look at how he tried to clear this up. Okay. How he tried to Y'all not finna talk about my girl like that. You did it first. We just piggybacking off what you did. That's all we saying. Okay. So look at him then. Look at them. Look. I come as humble as, as humble as possible. Basically, I can't discuss this whole little situation, man. I think y'all took some things out of turn. But guess no, what? We and I'm reading these comments and I'm about to respond to some of y'all. I'm really, I'm really got, I'm trying. Look at how he talking and stuff too. And then she see, I feel like she went into this situation thinking she could change this man. Bad idea. I'm trying to get an understanding because maybe I'm just not understanding. For real. I, I guess I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just not cultured or I'm not educated enough. I guess. No, child, you're ancient, nigga. Hmm? Yeah. Y'all hear what she said? <laughs> Oh, that's what they said? How the fuck am I as niggas? What they shut the fuck up? It was just a joke, y'all. I don't even know how to say your name. She said four kids. She said it was just a joke. Y'all believe that? No white. Never been at home with any of them. Hey, yo, it's 2024. We're not accepting these type of men anymore. Like, damn, let me go to your page. No, I'm just trying to see if you got any kids. Uh, okay, see, see how he going in on the girl for having an opinion? This is my biggest thing about these celebrities. My biggest issue with these celebrities is y'all put y'all business out there for us to commentate on. And then when we have something to say that's not in your favor, then we're everything but a child of God. I, I'm not even about to play anything else that he that he has to say. I'm not even going to because at the end of the day, you embarrass this woman. You embarrass this woman on on the internet, on her YouTube channel. You embarrass her. And then you're trying to you're trying to go back on your word. My message at the end of this whole Zonique stuff is um stop letting these men embarrass y'all. I am still up. I have been through a lot in my life. Um, but when I'm when I'm looking at these 20 year olds looking older than me, I say I must ain't been through enough. OK, that means I'm basically saying all that to say I still have love in my heart. I'm still open and I'm still willing to find that significant other in due time. But right now I'm focusing on myself. But what I am not going to do is ever allow another man to embarrass me on the Internet. And that's all I'm going to say about this. Stop letting these men embarrass y'all. Stop letting these men. embarrass. That's embarrassing. He said I never. I believe him. Now, to make it work for your child is wonderful. Just say that. You know, you've been a hard woman to deal with over. Uh, you've been a hard woman to deal with in his life. I've never dealt with a woman like you. I really don't accept things like this from you, but you pushed me to be a better man. He could have said something like that. He said, I don't accept such and such from B and then he called the other woman B you will never call a woman a B word in my presence because if she's the B word I'm also the B word and that's the last time I'll talk to you because you're referring to these women as as those things so that's it I really got some one more thing I want to say but y'all gonna think it's boring y'all gonna think it's boring raise your hand if you want me to talk about my last thing that I have to talk about 
Damn Pam says, I'm not proud to say this, but before my husband, I never dated men with kids because of these. <laughs> I don't date men with kids now. I try. I don't like them. I don't. I need somebody to show me something different. I would love to date a man with children because I have a child. But I don't know. I just ain't seen it. Yeah, you have shown me not to take anything. Okay. Damn Pam says, we need to get in my TikTok one day. I, I got enough to go live. This would be really really good to feed off of each other. I really enjoyed this live. Thank you. That's my mama, y'all. Thank you for your support, mother. I have one more thing I want to talk about. I know I just said that I got... I'm done. But there's one more thing that I wanted to discuss. Um, I'm a, I'm also a booktuber. I have a booktube channel. Let me plug myself real quick. Um, I'm going to show you guys my booktube channel. It's, it's called Jaded Reads. And I want to show you. And it's doing really good. Like I almost have a thousand subscribers over there. So I'm going to show you this. I'm going to plug myself. So if you're not already subscribed to Jaded Reads, I think you should subscribe to Jaded Reads. This is my channel. I have tons of videos on the type of books that I read. And look at this. I have a reading vlog that has 577 views, good interactions. My top reads of 2023 is almost at 700 views and a lot of comments. People really talk to me about books over here. That's one reason why I really love the BookTube community, right? But there are some things that I have noticed um about the booktube community and i wanted to share so first here is a video that i want to talk about um from the community that you guys are probably don't even know about the things that goes on here so let me just show you this real quick hold on Y'all haven't been seeing that woman talking. I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I thought that y'all were seeing her talking. Uh, Stop sharing this. And okay, I'm not going to play it again. But basically, I think y'all heard it. So what that video was, like I said, I make books with videos. I'm doing really good over there. I'm projected to hit a thousand subscribers really soon so anyway 
there's this big topic of diversity in books and how to be to read diversely is to be political. The whole act of reading in general is a political act. If you but 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 people aren't looking at it in that aspect because they are so fixated on what's going on in their own world that they're not looking at what's going on outside of them, especially white people okay especially people that are not of the black race and that woman was reacting to a video that she didn't even that her reaction wasn't even warranted so that's how you know hit dogs will holler if y'all heard her it was a white woman ranting about people saying that you need to try and seek out more diverse literature on your quest of reading for entertainment just because it's the right thing to do you know because in this in this world 90% of books that are published are by white people. And that's just a fact. It's rare that a black or any other race of an author gets published. And when they do, it's either a hit or a miss, even if the work is really, really good. So it was just a typical, it was just a general TikTok that was made. Um, It was just a general, hold on. Hold on, y'all. Somebody stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Um, we was waiting. <laughs> I want it. So do y'all want to see it? Okay, let me show y'all again. Let me show y'all again. Hold on. She going ham too. She going, she's completely going off. Here you go. She going cray cray. Like uh, like white folks always do. They be crying and all that. Do better. Their voice is enough. We're not even going to talk about the fact that she's talking about 70% or 75% of um, traditionally published people are white. Guess what the majority of the motherfuckers in the U.S. is? White. Your political ideology and all of those things do not have to bleed into everything. You're not going to convince me that I'm a bad person because when I'm doing something that I want to do to relax, I'm not intentionally going and seeking out who and what you think I should seek out. Because you don't get to tell me who and what I seek out for my relaxing time, for my downtime. You don't get to tell me that I need to stress myself out, making sure that I read enough books written by a black Arthur, a gay Arthur, a transgender Arthur, or any other fucking person that you think- Really interesting thing. See how ham she going? And then nobody even asked her for it. So let me tell y'all, let me show you guys the video. This just to give y'all a taste of my world and the type of stuff I be into outside of just running my mouth this is what i be into and i'm really working on something like something else to like so i can start my little activism journey but let me tell y'all let me show y'all what she was reacting to where is my tiktok okay let's go to my tiktok saves did nobody even nobody cared nothing about her nobody cared about becky okay did nobody ask her nothing this is what she was reacting to hold on okay y'all 75% of the publishing industry or 75% of traditionally published authors are white authors. Most of the time, white authors are telling white stories because those are their experiences, right? They don't think they need to add any other diverse voices into their stories because we have been conditioned to think that white is the standard. So they live in a world where most of the time, everyone that they're interacting with or they're paying attention to and respecting are white people. In an industry that is actively suppressing diverse and BIPOC voices, you need to actively be seeking out and searching for and reading and supporting 
these diverse and BIPOC voices. Think of it like this. If you go to a clover field, a field of clovers, right? And you were to just go in there and grab a handful of clovers and open your hand, you might maybe have one four leaf clover, but you're more than likely gonna have a whole shit ton of three leaf clovers. The three leaf clovers are white books written by white authors about white characters. The four leaf clover is diverse books because there's such an oversaturation of three leaf clovers mm -hmm. in clover fields, there's a very rare chance that if you are not seeking out a four leaf clover, mm -hmm. that you'll be able to have one just by grabbing something at random. So if you go to the bookstore or you go some places that do not prioritize diverse books and diverse voices, which are most places, and you just pick up a book at random, there's a very small chance that that book is going to be by a diverse author about diverse characters because it's this industry is actively suppressing them. They do not. Right, so y'all see, you get the gist of what I'm trying to show you in my little, my little world of reading. This is a this is what I really do in my spare time. This is why I really don't talk to anyone. I don't have a lot of time for that because I'm either reading. Or I'm either looking at stuff about reading and I'm discussing things with other people about reading. And this is one of the biggest issues here. It's not enough diversity in literature. And that's all homegirl was saying. That's all she was trying to put out there. And then you had Becky Sally Jane over here getting fired up and ready to go. Because she knows for a fact that she does not read diverse at all. She only reads white authors because she's a white woman and she only wants to live in her white supremacist world where only her and her white friends exist. And I just want to shed a little light on that. And I just want to talk about that. Like, I just want to just throw that out there that y'all should start reading too. Okay. So we can get this thing popping and going. So damn Pam says, I need to stitch that video because they are trying to take black authors out. Yes. They're trying to erase us. Like they've been trying to erase us since they took us and brought us over here, but we here now. So, you know, they can't do that. And Desto Dub says, keep going. And I will. Make sure you like the chat, Desto. I will keep going. And I just wanted to just add that and be done. We've had a lot of good discussions today. Thank you so much for all 10 of you guys watching me. All of y'all, make sure y'all like my video so that when I'm done, it'll like spread to the YouTube universe. And I'll be back with another one just as soon as there are some more topics to discuss. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it for my first live. Who is this? Okay, I was watching Cece. She told the story there. She told an essay that when you see black people come into the luxury store, she needs to actually go out her way to acknowledge them to do to. So we are grossly over. Yeah, we're overlooked for sure. It's always going to be the case until we rebel. But people aren't ready for that discussion yet. So I'm going to keep that one in the vault. And then when y'all ready, we're going to rebel. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm going to be done for the night. So I'll see you guys in my next one. I will, King Explicit. You too. Stay warm and have a great Thank you. I will. You do the same. You do the same. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, y'all. Good night, damn Pam. Good night.